Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. And I'm Lilith Beast. And this is the Geek Town on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Uh, uh, that's what I like. Here, bop with me. Bop with me. Johnny, one of these days I'm going to need you to properly bop, man. No, no side to side. Let me tell you what. You know what? Sorry. Sorry. Got a little antsy, man. I didn't have my cannabis this morning. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah, no, I had the chicken hearts, but no cannabis. No, no, that is that is frightening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the side of me over here, my man looking. I don't, I don't know where you're, where you're in. I'm on an over island there. over here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just like sitting here by myself it's, it's, on the on the stool. Nah, like, nah, baby, you gotta look at it. You looking at it wrong. See, you are so incredible. We had to put you at the head of the class. <laughs> Black Adam. Always the optimist, my friend. Always the optimist. Absolutely, my friend. How you That's doing, what I do. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got your back. <laughs> Anyone watching on the camera is gonna be like, "Why is Adam all the way over there?" Because he's the shiz. <laughs> all right. Oh man, how you doing, babe? Dude, I'm doing all right. All I'm right. doing all right. How are you? I'm doing all right. You're man. looking you, well. Oh, You're looking thank, well for a Monday. Thank you very much, man. I got a new, got a new tile. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> I'm, I'm modeling for the cameras, y'all. Hopefully, uh, if you're just listening on WMFRadio.com, you can also watch us at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown mm-hmm. and see our pretty smiling faces. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pretty smiling faces, I turn to the side to just Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yo. Oops. Yo. <laughs> Who? What? A little, con- little, little confused. You got to have more fiber. You were talking. You were talking. Yeah. Oh, no, man. I am. Uh, things are good down below. Are you Everything's. Sure about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's better than the, the tea. You say that. I'm getting the sardine. Things whip are flowing, over here, so man. I don't know how. There's no backup. Well, the red line is oh. good. The green line's oh. good. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. The orange line's good. I think right. we, full, we full established that he's regular. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> full disclosure for y'all listening out there. We it's become like a like a really weird tradition to start every yep. show uh, <laughs> talking about Johnny's diet beforehand because it changes drastically right. every time we see the poor dude. And from the, not eating maybe for like 20 days. Yeah. Oh, I, I still do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, the next, goes on the next one's coming up. I yeah. can't wait for that. December. And then it goes to uh, strict carnivore. Yeah. Know, it's, it's high fat. Yeah. I, I don't think the human body was meant to go through these drastic changes, dude. You were talking about you came in eating like chicken hearts and the souls of like orphan yeah. children earlier. He looks today. like like Tom and, Hanks uh, in Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's working towards machines. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, and of course, the other voice you heard in the room is none other than Lilith Beast. Hello, nice to be back. Oh, oh. welcome back. Thank you, thank Lilith you. Lilith has all that good stuff for us today. We want to talk about the Predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited. That she the is entire- the, the resident Predator know-it-all. I yeah, think, from yeah. what, yo, you the big talk that's been circulating, you better, you better show and prove. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Gonna come up in there. So I loved um, when the Predator... Uh, uh, took out the machete, like, no, no, no. It's like the Farley interview. You remember that time when the Predator like fought Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I do. That was cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We have full faith in your abilities and you're going to lay it down for us. Mm-hmm. All right. We also have the inside stuff on Johnny's own unforeseen incidents. Yeah, I well, that, I mean, the it. time he flashed. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no. Dude, you got to play this on Steam. I did, yeah. The game came out uh, a couple months ago. It took a little bit for me to sort of get around to it, and I finally did. And it's uh, what attracted me initially mm-hmm. is the artwork. The artwork in it is quite nice. I peeped this, man. It looks it looks something along the lines of um, like an XBLA game, uh, like Shank or um, yeah, yeah. Or it, those? it does look a lot like uh, the art style wise, a little yeah. bit like Shank, yeah. Okay, well, we'll see if it measures up in a little bit. Also, if anyone's a big uh, Amazon Prime Video subscriber. Um, the latest series that everyone's been talking about online, it's been all a Twitter on the Twitter, is Forever with Fred Armisen and uh, Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. And I was jazzed to check this out. Uh, who else in the room got, got, got a taste of this goodness? Got a, just a taste. Yeah. And Fred Armisen creeps me out. Fred Armisen creeps you out? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just something about him. It's just kind of just like that. He seems like a distant guy. Like you're talking to him, he's just like weird. You know oh, what I mean? Racist. I get that weird, weird. Racist. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> racist against drummers i think yeah all right um no i guess i can see that the only thing that uh, i think would be creepy about fred armison is if he gets a little too close to you he looks like a close talker <laughs> that's what i'm saying like he yeah. is like you get like a little uncanny valley with him yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he might be he's a real part, person yeah maybe <laughs> i don't know i haven't actually met him so i i, I can't oh okay well no no i remember true. him um, did, you ever, did you ever see the movie um uh euro trip 
Yes. It's about the same case. Okay, yeah, Euro trip. The American classic Euro trip. I know we're all <laughs> intimately familiar. Oh, yes. Uh, the distant cousin uh, of road trip, another American classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, in, in the movie, he plays this Italian guy who, uh, when the kids are on a European train uh, mm-hmm. going cross country for, for the first time, they're unfamiliar with the fact that sometimes you have to uh, 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 share compartments mm-hmm. with the other passengers. And he's this Italian guy who's sharing this, the, this compartment on this train with a bunch of kids, uh, with a bunch of American teenagers. And the train's just moving along. He's just a guy. He's there in a suit. He's reading his newspaper. He bops one of them with his arms. Like, oh, Miss Goose. Miss Goose. Miss Goose. Keep going on. Train goes under uh, through a tunnel, and everything goes dark. Lights come back on, and now he's sitting on the same side next to one of the dudes. He's like, oh, oh what the? Ah, ah, ah. He's like, oh, Miss Goose. Miss Goes back to read this paper. Train goes through another tunnel, everything goes dark. Comes back out, it's light again, he's butt naked. Yeah, every time. It's so funny. You're getting that vibe from March. Yeah, a little bit. Must be it. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's seeped right. into my mind, I think. Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm. I, 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 should be, I should be too. I was right oh. there with you. Miss Goose. All right. And of course, not to be outdone, the man who keeps us sounding crisp and delicious every week. I'm talking, of course, about Tip Drill Tom. Hey, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, the okay, Tip Drill man. video. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He knows himself. Uh, yeah. Now you will all associate the Tip Drill video with the sound of my voice. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's great. That's Wonderful. The, that's the connection we all want to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Melly video. Oh, tip man. Drill. I still, man. we have an Yikes. awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show for you in a minute. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about The Predator. Mm-hmm. Lilith, you got to check this biznatch out, not just once, <laughs> but twice, you said. I did. I did. So I saw it uh, almost like the first weekend and then I really enjoyed it, but I knew that a friend of mine was going to enjoy it even more. So I went back for seconds and about halfway through the film. Don't actually you accommodating like you were doing a mitzvah for, uh, for, for somebody. <laughs> no, like, I was you know, into oh, it. Yeah, I, no. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. But and then like halfway through the movie, I just remember there's a a part in the midway part and I was just like, no, like I really enjoy this movie. All those haters are totally wrong. I'm into it. I love it. I I love anything, like, I wanted two things from this movie. I wanted there to not be any uh, female characters that sucked, and there weren't. There were two mm. great female characters, uh, I should say, that weren't useless and just kind of, like, stupid or helpless. Uh-huh. And there were two characters, and they were both really good. Um, mm-hmm. And the original Predator, Anna, uh, plays a big, important part of the plot. So I was excited that they kept that tradition, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted them to mention that the Predator comes when it's hot, that's like a big part of the mythos, and uh, they mentioned that. So I was like, great, explosions, things are getting cut off. There's, <laughs> you know, lots of homages to the original, so I was a happy camper and thoroughly enjoyed it two times. It's right. definitely one of the biggest things that I heard people complaining about is that it's, like, not the original, and I'm like, yeah, it's not the original. Yeah, that's any movie they they do, whether it's a sequel or there's a reimagining and starting it over. It's always like, well, it's not the original. It's like, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. It's 30 years later. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. One Arnold's that... not in shape anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he is. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, I don't think he's in predator shape, though. Yeah. No, I mean, 70 year old men really don't get that way unless your name is yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Hey, man. Kirk, uh, Kirk Douglas held on for a long time. Kirk Douglas still alive. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like 142 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's like Joe Lewis. No, he's 104. Joe Lewis is 164 years old. Joe Lewis? <laughs> Joe Lewis is 367 years old. Uh, no, no, no. Um, damn it, I lost what I was trying to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when they try to actually do those new versions with that are yeah. entirely homages to the original, yeah. then folks will still complain. It's a no-win situation. Yeah. Well, because this is- when they did Predators... Uh, it was basically aping the original Predator movie. And it had the same music, which I liked. And I, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that film, too. Predators. I, I, like, I had a lot, a lot of really interesting characters. It was kind of, it's the only movie that starts with like a, literally a guy falling out of a plane, not knowing it. <laughs> I thought that was so funny, though. Like Literally, like, all of a sudden, the like, you know, screen opens up. It's uh, Adrian Brody like falling out of yeah. a, uh, a plane. See, that was interesting, but the movie itself left me a little flat. We've disagreed on this in the past. Yeah, the I mean, it's not me my flat. favorite, but I, th- I definitely had fun with that movie. That yeah, movie I, I, I'll give it its merit. I'll give yeah. it its due. At the very least, it did try some interesting things. Yeah. Um, I do think it wasted Danny Trejo. I've, oh, I've yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And then it was, it was this really batty um, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, yeah, too. that was. I, was like, I couldn't get. He's like out that. of his mind. I was like, "When's he gonna show up?" Because you know he's billed. And like I'm like, "Where is he?" And then all of a sudden, he just kind of pops up. He's like, "I'm the one you don't mess with." He's like, <laughs> talking to himself. I was like, "This is the best <laughs> Larry Fishburne role ever." Man, you know what's kind of tragic? 
You know what's kind of tragic is I thought, well, I didn't like Larry Fishburne in that movie. Mm. And I thought, well, you know, it's just the writing for this one picture. Then I saw him in John Wick 2, oh, doing yeah. like the exact same, the same thing, thing. But this time yeah, he had yeah, power. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, why, Larry? Why? So he, yeah, he, he can. He can. Yeah, yeah, man, 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 the man cut me time. deep. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> oh. yeah. Anyway, so uh, this. All right, I want to thank Lil for coming on. This will be the last time you hear from. <laughs> yeah, but um, I like this. I like this movie. This is. It's also my favorite genre, which is mm-hmm. Shane Black, because <laughs> he's such a good genre deconstructionist. You know what I mean? Whether like I love all of his movies, but what he does best and what this movie I think it, it, the best parts about it is is the dialogue. It's always he's, he's about the, someone's mother's vagina and the size of it, and mm-hmm. it, whether it's it's stuff like that. It's that you know, busting your balls back and forth banter that he yeah, just he writes, writes so friendship well. well. Yeah, yeah, relationship you know? well. Yeah, and it's usually guys like kind of playing down to them, like they're kind of falling into their reputation. You know what I mean? So like these are what these guys do, and they're not trying to do that anymore. Then they they kind of become themselves in, in these movies. Uh, well, that's good development. I'm glad you mentioned that, too. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, Shane Black is the guy who wrote this script. She's all, he's also the guy who he wrote the wrote, screenplay for the original um, Predator movie back Well, in he was in the original part. He was, he was also he was in Hawkins it. in the original movie. He dies yeah. pretty quickly, and yes, they like, does, disembowel him. he wrote himself him. in there. I would, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. But he's also, like, after, you know, he wasn't going to be... Uh, a leading man by any stretch, but he was obviously very smart and a great writer. So mm-hmm. he wrote obviously a couple of movies you heard about, like Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a it was a big deal, uh, and he was like the highest paid screenwriter in, during the a stretch in the nineties. Yeah. He wrote uh, The I, Long I, Kiss Goodnight. I, I like he, how wrote, he got there yeah. too. He made his screen. He made his uh, his um, scripts memorable. Yeah. By writing them like you know regular scripts, but then all his liner notes were there. Yeah. Written like you talk to someone. You believe this BS? Yeah. It's just they're really pulpy. You know, they take I mean, place that, during no, Christmas. I, Most of these movies are. I like that. Like Christmas. Though, I like I, it too, and it, it's awesome. And yeah. like I uh, was at a uh, Monster Squad, my friend. You are forgetting the ultimate. Right. Yeah. Which the is Wolf the guy Man who was uh, directed that also was co-writing on, on this on this film as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, Team Monster Squad. Team Monster Absolutely. Squad. So it's got yeah, so, it's got a lot yeah. of the parts that you want. But I hear this was a very uh, a notoriously troubled uh, production. Oh, this lay it film. Off, man. You got. I don't know exactly what's happened, but it was like really you could, and that's what I think came through in some of the editing. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the scenes needed a little more time to breathe. A lot of uh, scenes needed to play out longer. I wanted to spend more time with these characters because they were so fun. I would too. And the conversations but I think... were so good. I just thought it was like the, it was a little bit jumbled in the editing, a little bit, you know. A I can rushed. see that, but that didn't really. I'm sorry, Lil. I'll let you go. I'm just let me cut you off. Well, I heard that there were uh, the original. Um, the original movie was about 45 minutes longer and the studio demanded that they cut 45 minutes. So I yeah. agree. I think a lot of, it just comes at you so fast. That's right. my only real I think critique. they probably, yeah, definitely had a, a there's probably be a director's cut coming out, you know, with yeah. the DVD and stuff that would you'd probably be cut. more appropriate that we would, I think I would, at least I would like a lot more. Um, which is to say I, I didn't, not like this one. I liked it uh, a great deal. I think this is the, be, the second. Be at least like, I think this you know, is the second best. Yeah, of, the second best uh, film they've uh, they've made in this series. Obviously, the first one's so good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the first one's the manliest movie ever made. Yeah, it, it really is. It's like obviously Starting it has the, the single greatest handshake of all time. Yeah, <laughs> like why are you so was? oiled up right now? It's just like they just are. Um, the, the guy makes a bow and arrow out of a log, mm. <laughs> that he challenges to uh, a giant lizard. Uh, alien mm-hmm. to a fight by screaming into the jungle <laughs> with yeah. a torch. Yeah. It's it, you don't get any manlier than that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're not really going to top that one. But well, I'm a big I like fan how, of the second one. I as like well. how this latest installment took a lot of pot shots at that too. Mm-hmm. Different moments mm-hmm. that we remember from the original picture that were, that were like, oh my god, that's so badass and hardcore. That is the most gangster stuff I've ever seen. In this one, it okay. Perfect example is one of the big scenes uh, in the original Predator mm-hmm. when you first see the. Mm-hmm. And it's this imposing figure, and it's got that mouth. <laughs> yeah, got when he that takes mouth. the mask off at the end. Yeah. yeah, and then it just goes. <laughs> and they're like, "What? The- you know? you <laughs> one ugly." Mo- yeah, yeah. And now in this one, Predator's got to show off. You know, he's like, "Oh, okay. You see me? I'm gonna show you who I am." <laughs> and he just says, "Shut up." <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yeah, <laughs> because that yeah. made me so happy. I also like one thing that they took from Predators, mm-hmm. where you have different classes of Predator. It's not just like yeah. one uh, generic race of um, of template alien, right? There's it's the still an evolving ones, the species. Ones. Obviously, the dogs, you get the super they, 
And they explained that too. I like how they gave some clarity. If anyone's well, um, a fan of the Predator series, not really familiar as to why. Well, we saw in Predators that one chained to the tree. Yeah, remember there was that uh, that Predator, and they had him chained up, and you saw like kind of there was a lot more going on to their civilization. Yeah, that's That's where you first got the yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they clarified that a bit. So it has it has something for like the hardcore fans too, people that Mm -hmm. remember that. Yeah, now it gives credence as to why they had those differences, those changes in there. Well, this one actually takes place after Predator Two, but before for predators i don't know when predators is actually supposed to take place i can't remember but this is like a 2018 that's for some reason before the events that take place in predators so i think you're seeing in predators everything that's happening in the predator is uh is kind of leading to that and so you get those like more spidery kind of predators you're, you're seeing more advanced versions of those in those movies but you kind of like have that look at what it's what it's where it's going the different directions oh, well, that's kind of cool then it's like parallel yeah. fiction yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with. I'm with that. Cause, dude, we got to see those predator dogs. Yeah. And I, I was. I was upset that we only saw them for like the very beginning. Yeah. Of, those uh, came of predators. Out. Yeah. It's like, oh, they got hunting dogs. Okay, that is. Let's see what they see what they do. And they came in. They bit a guy, and then they were gone. Yeah. And this one, the dogs are like all over the sucker. Yeah. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> they had one dog. Tell me I'm wrong. They had one dog, predator dog that was pretty much like Lassie at one point. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like I wouldn't say Lassie because Lassie's really smart. This dog, is, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> loyalty-wise, it was more like Lassie. Yeah, uh, okay, it was more like um, smart-wise, it was more yeah, like, it was like, more like well, it was like Scooby-Doo. Then let's say that. Yeah, much, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and 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 these things are you can't kill them by conventional means. No. How many times did we see a predator get shot right in the face? Yeah, and they just like shrugged it off like it was nothing. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. they look like they have pretty. Th- Thick skulls, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> one took a bullet in the mouth and just like spat it out, like, oh, I'm gonna get, get you, bitch. You know, um, dude, I enjoyed this though. Um, I'm, I'm, I. One thing that, the only thing that really got to me was it seemed like they're trying to take such a different take on this that if folks weren't getting murdered left and right, like it was cool to see the different predators. It was cool to see, yeah. um, the uh, we get we got hints of like the politics in that society. And we, it was cool to see, like, actual hunting yeah. and actual, like, battle and fisticuffs and fighting and techniques. Right. You know, that was what all. What they've learned done. from, obviously, setting up these little camps and yeah. stuff where they literally study you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the rawest of the raw kills. Yeah. Yeah. It was also really interesting to see a predator, you know, with, the, with that weird-ass mouth actually use it. For yeah, the first time. I love that. <laughs> the guys, Finally. Right, like, how, you think, you're like, how does that work? You're like, oh, that's. That's how that's nasty. Yeah, <laughs> that's ugly. That ain't good. But, but in a movie with all that, if I didn't know better, I would swear this could have been like a Nickelodeon film. Mm. Everything revolves around this little kid, like this little autistic kid. This little like, autistic kid. Was it Jake Tremblay? Yes. From Room. Yeah, and Ooh. it's not just like autism. It's like autism is a superpower. Okay, he's doing everything yeah. with well, it. Well, the story is that's how he basically summons these things. He's it sets off a distress signal basically yeah. because the guy has the alien technology mm. that he ships to his house and he's and his. Well, that's the part I didn't like. It's just yeah. like a lack of common sense, and then the kids just like doing all this random stuff just because it. I know plenty of very nice, very talented autistic people. Mm-hmm. They have yet to contact alien life. <laughs> and if they do, I'm pretty sure know, the government yeah. would shut that down like post haste, mm-hmm. you know. And this kid's like, he gets a helmet, and suddenly he's reading alien tongues and like figuring out like quantum <laughs> yeah. mechanics of. Yeah, they're all Rain Man. Or... Any autistic person in the yeah, universe. yeah. You know? So that <laughs> I was. I don't know if it works that way, but that took me out of it. And I, I, I get what I'm saying. I, you know, it made this alien, this killer alien movie from the from Beyond <laughs> the Stars believable. a little yeah. hard to, pr- you know. <laughs> But that's the thing, because it, it almost seemed when it revolved around the kid, it almost seemed like a family film. You know, yeah. it was a, it was a it was a it was a buddy comedy for a lot of this. Yeah. You know, and I'm not hating on that at all. I loved the convicts, the, the uh, not the convicts, the, the loonies. Um, the loonies. Yes, yeah. thank you. I loved them and their dynamic. Um, Thomas Jane as the Tourette's guy. Thomas Jane's good. I Tom- like him and stuff. He's so good in this movie, particularly. I didn't even recognize him for a while because he's, he's so busy like making all of these faces that yeah, I was that like, was who a- is Keegan Michael Key? Of course. I, you know, you know, I'm glad he played the role the way he did. I was afraid he was just gonna do that- something stupid with it. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, they get he's gonna be this really goofy guy. They're gonna kill him off first, and it was just like, well, you know, we got we got we got an eagle in there for you, so we yeah. paid him. They're like, no, but the no, guy who he was actually. Pretty damn good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping on his name, but the guy who was in uh, Moonlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main. He's guy. great. Yeah, I, I got his name here somewhere. Let me bring that up real quick because he was Nebraska. 
the Actually character? Pretty, um, yeah, Trevante so. Rhodes. Yeah. yeah, he like he's a very like he's got a good future as like a leading action guy. Yeah, if he I'm wants very it, You know what I mean? He's very yeah, he's, yeah. He yeah. can do anything. I mean, obviously he did the dramatic stuff, but like he mm. can he can take over the reins for. No, like, I knew he was going. I knew he was, he was, was going to be in some action stuff sooner or later. Do you remember? Do you remember Moon? Did you yeah, see he's uh, Moonlight? Up. I didn't. Yeah, see he's it. jacked up. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, he put. Yeah, he's got the. He's just like the impossible cuts. Yeah, Ooh. like like out, like yeah. it's like, like like the abs are drawn on. It's just like <laughs> you know, chiseled in there. Spray paint abs. Yeah. And for no reason, too. I'm like, dude, you just like hanging out in the apartment complex. What are you? What's, what's all this? Like, you know, you got a 19 pack going on. For no reason. Well, you got all that time. You're just doing sit ups all the time. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> How do I pass the time? I guess I'll just do some. If we're talking about yeah. chiseled bones, though, can we talk about Sterling K. Brown? It looks like his face is trying to escape his head for most of this film. He's yeah, staring was, so intently, but it's great. That was that was a little odd because I like Sterling K. Brown's work normally, mm-hmm. but this looked like he he he's like, I'm going to be in a Predator movie. Man, let me hit the gym. I'm gonna do that handshake yeah. and everything. And no one told him he was playing a scientist. So <laughs> right. it's like you're gonna be covered the whole time. <laughs> well, was that like Olivia Munn's a scientist too, right? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. was her problem? She's dude? a little too wooden in this movie. And I was thinking like that. She, it's a good character. She just kind of like the movie's a little bit more loose than I think she was trying to. I, I thought think she just played the role wrong. Yeah, I think so too. Did you ever? Did you ever watch Westworld? No. No. Um, Adam. Yeah, a few. Okay. Do you know the? You know who I'm talking about? Um, uh, Bernard's assistant programmer. I don't that think so. okay, she's a really yeah. foul-mouthed girl. Like, and yeah. the, like she's written that way. Yeah, and that bugged me because it took me out of it because like every third word out of her mouth is an is an f bomb mm-hmm. that's like misplaced for no reason. Right. I got that exact same sense from one in this one. I'm like, what is your problem? You were invited here to take part in basically your dream job, and yep. your whole thing is you're cussing out people you've never met. For no real reason. Yeah. I'm like, no, get into it, you know. And the thing is, it felt like a forced choice on her part. And that kind of took me out of that role. Because I'm like, I, I could have really liked her. Yeah. And I, instead, I feel, that I was. With that, I think I think in the same thing. Well, I'm, I'm like, it felt like everyone else was into it. And really forming the, these relationships. Before the predator gets in, then it's just like everyone's you know saving their own ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it felt like she was just there to be. I don't know, point of contention. Yeah, and she's just kind of stuffy. I don't know. I just didn't really. And that's kind of a shame because I thought she was. I thought she was really starting to come into her own as an actress. Yeah. After um, um, X Men. uh, I just feel she's misplaced in everything she she does. Yeah. Everything she does. I just. Well, no, I I think she's starting to come around. Um, and this felt like a step back for her. Yeah. Because I've I've really been liking her. Uh, because you know I I started off as just I couldn't. But I think she's always separate her from G four. And she's starting. And she was winning me over. Always Mm -hmm. cast as like something like the guys would uh, kind of relate to. It's like oh here's a girl that's obviously beautiful, but like she can hang with the guys and do that thing. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if that's for her actually, because she she's been cast as that role so many times. She doesn't seem to fit. You think she gets typecast? Well, I feel like in this movie she's doing the exact opposite. And right. that, like, she's like with all of these guys. Maybe she's a bad actress. Maybe that's what we're getting. This now. Maybe <laughs> no, I, th- I, th- no, I, I think, I think she's I think definitely. That. I think she's definitely come into her own. But I think this wasn't the role to see that. I agree. I think yeah. that she's a little bit like Ryan Reynolds in the sense of like she's been in a bunch of things, but they haven't quite been right. Good. <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah. Hey, he was Van Wilder. How dare you say? <laughs> He's done Van Wilder, and he did. I, I'll give him Deadpool. But everyone's like, oh, he made Deadpool. And everyone's like, you he's like the greatest. Deadpool. I did. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, like, he, he's right. got that. But, like, everything else he's done, I'm like, he's kind of crap. So Let's be you, honest. He was really good in a movie called The Voices, which was uh, oh, directed by. Marjane Trappy. Like yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't like that one. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're getting, a little, off, we're getting a little off point. Let's talk about The Predator. Um, we mentioned Keegan Michael Key. Loved him. We mentioned um, Tremblay. Uh, I thought it, uh, as much as I have beef with the movie revolving around him, and make no mistake, it revolves around this little boy. Mm-hmm. I still had a fantastic time watching this. I'm as a Predator fan and as someone who just wanted to see like an action movie. Yeah. It wasn't like the hardcore Predator movie I've been waiting for for years. You know, we got Predators against other Predators. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that, but I was not disappointed. Yeah. I had a good time. It's a movie I want to see again. I got to give this a thumbs up. Yep. Definitely thumbs up. Yeah, it's Shane Black, baby. We need to we need to get him as much goodwill in Hollywood so he can make you know yeah, a I bunch of more him. movies because yeah. all his stuff is 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 great. I'm a little upset he didn't cast himself in this or something. Right, <laughs> he should have done a yeah. he should have done a cameo. Yeah, maybe he's in a deleted as, scene. As something, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know they wanted Arnold for this. Yeah, 
Yeah, they wanted Arnold and he they was tough with him. Uh, Edward James almost actually was in this film, but all of his scenes were cut. So again, I'm really excited for the director. Danny Glover should have showed up too. They should have brought uh, Gary Busey back. Well, they brought oh. his son back. That he's Jake Busey is in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they should have brought old Gary back. Oh, I wonder how man. he's doing. Probably Gary Busey? Well. Yeah, probably not. Well. Is he still uh, alive? Yeah. <laughs> so, I have a question about this. Oh, what's up? what's up, John? Yeah. So I haven't seen Predators, and it's been a long ass time since I've seen uh, Predators Two. How is this for someone who's never seen Predators? Or I think any of the newer Aliens versus Predator movies. Well, is there any sort of stuff you have to watch beforehand before I get into this? Because he's talked about dogs, and that's the first time I heard about well, Predator uh, dogs. It's not necessary. Yeah. I don't think any of this is <coughs> those things are necessary to see. To like what you want to see is Alien versus Predator Requiem. It is a great. <laughs> it just kind of it just kind of expounds on some of the stuff that you've already seen. You're like, oh, maybe that fills in. Right. Something I saw, but it, nothing is is vital. I like, am no oblivious to the to the class system of the predators. Okay, I guess, uh, yeah, the, I was busting the rules, man. One thing that you do want to see is the yeah. original Predator movie, yeah, just so that. you have some. That. Okay, okay yeah. that'll give you general context, yeah. and then everything that they debut here. That's kind of like an Easter egg for anyone who's a fan of the Predator franchise. Yeah. Uh, they do a fairly good job of explaining it again. But not like, you know, harping on the point. Oh, well, you know, you got to understand. Let me sit down and show you a diagram. And then we lay this all out. It's like, mm -hmm. no, get a passing line. You understand it as the characters understand it. And then you go about your business. And then someone gets their throat ripped out. Okay. You know, so we get to the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like like in the other Predator movies where like when the guy wins, like the other Predators come back and like give him something. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Alien versus Predator. But they leave her in Antarctica still. Or yeah. That was, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, man, you just killed everybody. You survived. Here's this giant staff made of whatever. <laughs> and see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I hope that thing has gas so you can make it out of Antarctica with no jacket. Yeah. Peace out. Give me a ride. Yeah. Got a space heater, maybe a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we got a stick Something. for you. Like, no, we got this metal spear. <laughs> Why? Everything's dead. I already killed it. <laughs> you can defend yourself against what? <laughs> oh. Penguins, man. Penguins. Yeah. Peg in the... But yeah. actually, in the in the second, just uh, I'll make a quick point. In the second movie, they give uh, Danny Glover that gun, mm -hmm. and that is dated. That's yeah, in the comic. 17... There's in a comic where where he got that from, like the original guy and everything. Okay, so. see that it's one of the ones I didn't read. So, yeah, you, but it, it adds to the lore, my friend. Adds, now I gotta find it. Adds it. to the lore, and it was like because he he fought some dude way back in the day and yeah. saved his life. I don't remember the exact story, but that yeah, that's where he got it. It's in the comics. You got All it right, and if they ever get really really into it, I want to see. Um, the comic line we talked about last year, Alien vs. Predator vs. Judge Dredd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. We were and um, go balls to the wall. I highly encourage this. We can get Carl Urban on this sucker. Oh. And He's it'll, a hunk, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Man, he should. Why isn't he making more Judge Dredd movies? Carl, why aren't oh, they making more Judge Dredd movies? I anyway? don't know. After that one. Man. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Carl Urban, I know you're listening. No, I bet I bet he is too, and I bet he's like, yes. Why aren't they giving me more money to do that? Yeah. I hope so. All right, John, he's been, he's been just Carl Urban. Yeah, so, uh, all right. got it. Ba, 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 ba. All right, so the movie is Predator. Excuse me, damn it. Ah, the movie is <laughs> the. I've been doing that all week. The movie is the Predator. It's out in theaters now. Highly recommended. Apparently, thumbs up all around from the geek down. Yeah, yeah. All right, check it out. It's not like the original, though. Jesus. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Johnny, my friend, you've been waiting with a zen-like patience yep. to tell us all about unforeseen incidents. Yeah. Just itching to tell you all about this very exciting game. Lay it on us. Wait, wait, wait. That's, no, hold up. That's that sarcastic <laughs> voice. What are you hiding? Uh, it's just uh, mediocrity. That's what I'm trying to hide here. You were talking about this game like it like it changed your life. Now you're saying it's mediocre. Uh, Changed it's, it for the medium. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's mediocre. What I it mean, means is he changed the channel. So I'm gonna say this off rip. Yeah. These type of games, being a point and click adventure game, they're not really my style of thing. I've played quite a few of them. I think one of my favorites was uh, Day of the Tentacle. From way back when, played that on a Mac and stuff like that. Like I did play these games, uh, and I think uh, Shadow Tower or something like that, or Shadow Run or something like that. Like I, I've played plenty of adventure games, but they never really stuck uh, too too much. It's just really when you start playing these, you get to a point where yes, the story almost certainly is always good in these types of games. Uh, and usually a lot of them, I love it when they sprinkle in comedy. And this one definitely uh, does, uh, it leans heavily towards the com 
the comedic side of things and sort of point out like the ridiculousness and then sort of like the one-liners that the main character sort of th uh, throws out there as a response. Uh, it's like 50-50 as to whether or not something will be uh, comedic, but you know, 50-50 is a pretty good ratio for no, no it's not not for I, comedy it's like I, I think it's actually you know pretty good like you know i run, I run a two hour comedy special i'm telling like you know um uh 200 jokes only 100 of them are funny that's like that's that's like that's like an hour of life i've robbed from you it's just like that's it's, why you trim it down it's, it's not tight 10. Uh, it's not so bad when it's a very quick one-liner for for the joke setup so it's like uh -huh. it's a very quick response and sometimes you, you don't laugh and you're like ah whatever and you're like right. trying too hard and then sometimes like oh yeah that was a little funny no, you're being too hard on it that's hard to, okay tom give me a one-liner oof Oh, my daughter, she's... <laughs> you see, look at that. that the deer in the headlights look on this man's face right there. You see, it's not that easy. Uh, Dangerfield, my daughter's been picked up so many times, she's starting to grow handles. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want tigers eat their young. <laughs> oh, what, what I'm trying to say is that the, the comedy in, in this one wasn't actually bad. It was actually uh, pretty decent at times. It wasn't, it's not the best of comedy that you're going to find, but it's not bad whatsoever. It definitely, uh, you know, keeps it uh, lighthearted when it needs to be lighthearted and... and, and in that sense but the thing that these types of games really struggle on is the puzzle elements on the adventuring where the puzzles are so weird obtuse and nuanced and usually this is uh old game design where they didn't know how to properly design intuitive puzzles in point and click adventures where you're trying to where they like, sort of have like a gerbil, room fling it into the mayonnaise factory so you yeah can like weird stuff like that and i think grim fandango is one of the worst games i've played that had that you type of offended so many people i'm, I'm sorry hard pressed to find a more cult favorite game than grim fandango grim fandango's puzzles can that's like burn saying you know that star fire. wars never really took off with most people i don't understand what it can burn in a trash fire those puzzles are terrible <laughs> game design and this game i mean these puzzles are better than grim fandango but um you know i want to see more modern day uh less less obtuse in in sort of uh, almost nonsensical puzzles in these elements i know they have to squeeze them in there and, and once again for the older games they put these obscure puzzles in there for the sake of padding the game to make it seem like it's longer so you're getting like a 20 hour experience but there's only actually like two hours of story when you play through things this is not the case this game is actually storyline wise it's actually pretty long pretty lengthy pretty beefy of a story so they don't need to incorporate such heavy use of obtuse puzzles, but they're not, I don't want to say that they're so obtuse and so obscure, but there's a lot of puzzles in this and these puzzles are just, they're just weird. They're not, they're not straightforward. And also they have a lot of that sort of backtracking element for the sake of padding things out which is from old game design that they definitely could have cut from this absolutely for one example early on is um you have to uh distract <laughs> uh a hotel uh the person the the butler or whatever who, who's that the, the one the one that's at the very front the front desk the concierge the concierge uh they have to you have to distract that person so you can take a look at sort of the guest list that's on the hotel and stuff like that and personal experience by the way concierges are easily distracted yeah. Well, not this one. Not this one. Not you this one. you have to like get a you have to get a TV, and you don't even know that yet. It slightly suggests through the dialogue, which is all voice acted, and voice acting is actually pretty good in this game. Um, and you have to sort of get a TV from the junkyard, bring it over there, but the TV's busted, so you have to first repair the cord that it, uh, the power cord, and then you have to open it up because it's still not working. Because after you power. Uh, fix that cable which where you get the cable is not straightforward you have to get it from like the sign that's outside of the hotel room that's like dangling on this billboard thing and you don't even oh, know that it's yeah. there it it's just weird elements like that and then you have to yeah, take the tv once you repair it uh or w once you open it up with your multi-tool screwdriver you then have to take that because you can't repair it there. You have to take it all the way back to your apartment. So you have to walk all the way across the screen, a couple of screens, in order to get to your apartment, to take it to your desk, to just click on one little icon, one little spot on the screen, uh, and then it's done. It's repaired, and then you have to walk all the way back. Thankfully, you can skip travel um, like within... Like you TV and skipping. 
Well, you can skip travel within a scene. So if you're able to click, double click on the exit of a scene, you'll instantly teleport to the next scene, the next room uh, that's within this world. So thankfully it has that because the walk animation is jank. Well, that's my new word now. Jank. Jank? It's janky. Uh, that's how uh, that sounds offended. So <laughs> okay, so is it just like, did they try to animate it with style, man? Is that what's going on? Uh, it's, it's not hip to the walk? Well, the animation you know is all right. Swing? The, an the animation's alright when it's from left to right, but when the character walks uh, fully, I guess, north or fully away from the camera or towards the camera, uh, it's like the whole waist up, at more than that. It's like the knees up of the character are completely still and just the feet and the calves sort of shuffle their way very ever so slightly up and down. It's like weird. It's such a weird walk animation and it's like, it's like, you see this animation throughout the entirety of the game. Why is it still so weird? Why didn't you fix this? Well, it's a stylistic choice. I mean, if if the puzzles were, if the puzzling, it sounds like were a little more. Um, uh, it sounds like if they trimmed them down to a more tolerable level. Because honestly, you had me at the start of that description. Like, okay, you got to distract this dude. You got to get the TV, but the TV's broken, so you got to yeah. find a wire. You got to fix them. Like, okay, that sounds cool as hell. I love those games. Yeah. They're like, but you got to find a specific wire from the sign that doesn't indicate that that's where you got to get it from. Then you got to take it home because you can't fix it here. I'm like, whoa, okay, slow down a second. Like, then you got to fix it here. Hit one click, and then you got to walk it all the way back and then put it in front of this guy to distract him so you can then read the ledger. I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I definitely Oh, it gets see worse than that because the ledger doesn't even give you what you need. You have to read the ledger and you won't find anything. There's newspapers on the shelf. You have to grab the newspapers, read the newspaper, and then in the newspaper, all the way on the top right-hand corner is a phone number. And there's two different newspapers, two different phone numbers. You call up the phone number and you realize that the person that you're trying to reach is actually not there and you're trying to give a message, but the front desk lady at the business that you called uh, doesn't want to relay the message. So that doesn't work whatsoever. So then you okay. have to look back into the guest list and notice that there's like this little little tiny note in there that says uh if you want to call an individual room call uh dial add this little tiny extension to the phone number and then they list a bunch of different room numbers and then you don't know what room number you have to call so you kind of have to just go through all of them because it doesn't tell you which one it's like weird stuff like that if this game didn't have so you can hit the i think it's the space bar button if you hit space bar it highlights all of the interactive elements within the room thank okay, god this game had that because it would be completely unplayable without it or it would be crazy frustrating if it didn't have that thing well hold on a second because i played a lot of those games um you know like the uh the cell phone games where it's like um escape the room by finding the clues and then you know you get yourself out and such it's a game that involves detective work yep. could it be that this one um gives you multiple options to solve these different these different um these different uh challenges and you just happen to do the long way every time? No, there is no multiple options. There is, uh, there is, uh, you can branch at the very beginning of the game after you sort of encounter this lady that has this disease that's sort of the star of the story and sort of sets the scene of, of the scenario of the problem where there's this crazy disease that's, uh, that's going out, uh, well, and it's killing people it. immediately. And, and you stumble upon a person that's infected with disease and on their dying words is for you to encounter this other person. And, all the while your buddy buddy that called you at the very 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 start of the game is this college professor that oh. happens to be researching this said disease and oh, I thought you were going to say your buddy that calls you at the very beginning turns out to be the killer uh, well, he, he can he can cure the disease if only he had a sample and you go through like this it's like a whole lot of wild goose chases that don't really make intuitive sense but that's kind of fine because they are going like a little bit in the comedic angle of things uh, it's just a uh, like the number of steps you have to take in order to do something only to realize that that it doesn't really mean anything until you <laughs> do stuff on this other avenue. So like I said, the split, it forks very quickly to two different paths and you can exhaust those two paths uh, independently of one another, but you have to exhaust them both in order to progress to the next set of work. Okay, so it sounds like the biggest sin of this game is tedium, but... Ultimately, once you got around those uh, parts, did you have a good time playing? No. Oh, well, damn. Okay. No, I didn't. 
I definitely didn't. I love the indignance in his voice too. He's like, "What? No! How dare you?" Look, look, these type of games are not my, uh, they're not my cup of tea. However, I did play through, uh, there is a game very much like this that I absolutely loved. Through which Fandango, was, I know, we were talking about uh, <laughs> it. was, uh, from last year, I reviewed it on here, which was, um, uh, what was it, that weird anime horror, not horror thing. Uh, horror, not horror anime. What was it anime. called? Oh, man. That's, Catherine. No, 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 it's, it's like a um, story, a visual visual story Aquanet. game no it's weird like you piece together poems poetry and it, it turns into like the psychological horror thing oh that game where you're sharing with your father nah i will find that thing uh and bring it up later on in the show but that i absolutely praise and absolutely love turns out that game was free to play and was brilliant in its writing way more than what this game is however this game definitely has better uh visuals the uh the artwork is really really nice but whoever directed the scene play and sort of the character dialogue and stuff like that they should be they should not do that again because they ended up zooming in crazily like crazy deep into like these characters so that they could sort of give like a movie like feel so you're like zoomed in this much into like like a foot away from a from a character's face and the artwork wasn't drawn at a high enough resolution so it's just blurry face blurry background blurry textures blurry art well, everywhere maybe understood maybe your character is really supposed to be drunk through all this and he he thinks there's a plague <laughs> in actuality yeah yeah you, you, you know? can get a beer <laughs> but you don't drink it. You have to give it to to someone else in what? order to yeah. Stupid again. Yeah, yeah I mean, right, right. Okay, you get okay. carded first too. Like, oh like you God. get carded in this game. Are you over twenty one? Uh, you have to get your ID first. You don't you, have you an are ID. over. You are over twenty one. I forgot my ID, so I had to go back <laughs> and get it. <laughs> this game is way too close to real life yeah. to be enjoyable. It, it it's in this. Uh, it's like at some point you got to stop by the DMV. Uh, yeah. The game picks up two weeks later. Yeah. The, the main get a beer out of game. The main problem with this. <laughs> the main problem with this game is that it has a lack of uh, polish, and part of the lack of polish is the game references its. Uh, hey man, it's 2017. The game Ooh. came out this year. Okay. Okay. So, well, so it it's like time, it takes time to develop a game. <laughs> it's a period of this piece. Like, like the you know before release, maybe look over the entire script and make sure you know 2017 isn't a hard coded number. Or okay. Something. No. Wait a minute. I'll, to be fair, like setting a, a specific time period of a game is hard because you never know how it's going to carry. Okay. How many uh, uh, way way in the future Mega Man games are there that take place in the year two thousand? Well, it's oh, like yeah. if you watch Cyborg yeah. recently with Van Damme, it's like the year two thousand four. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the disease and plague just wiped out society. It's like, oh man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. One of my favorite, Damn, no one one my favorite old school games, uh, Crystallis, is a game that takes place in the futuristic floating society that mankind has evolved to in the wondrous far-off future of 1998. Right. <laughs> but it's just so, like, why would you just put, like, an extra, like, how about 2,900, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like a 2099 like, situation. Why, why date it so close? Yeah. yeah. It's just no yeah. benefit because you're eventually, obviously, within 10 years, are going to pass that date. You know? Yeah, and, and it's also in, like, this weird... Justify having tube television still. <laughs> it's also in this weird, like... Uh, I don't. I don't want to call it post-apocalyptic because I have Go no ahead, clue what, what's going on in this world. But it is in this dystopian, weird side present, not side future, but like side present time. It's a parallel uh, USA, parallel society to ours. Yeah, yeah. It, right. It's weird, like where like everything's sort of dilapidated uh, in a way. And once again, there's this big giant plague that's sort of ruining the entire country. You got a big thing. giant plague. I don't. I don't want to say it's in America because the team that made this is in Germany. They never really. I don't remember them specifically saying whether this is in any particular country. Wait, was the this a town it takes place in is, is that they set in America with no actual insight into what America is actually like? So it's like, hey there, comrade. I'm going to get my hamburger today. No, <laughs> no, it's, Everyone's wearing cowboy hats. It's cowboy hats with like the Yankee logo. I was saying <laughs> where it takes place is probably like closer, like Canada. Okay. Just, oh, just from so just from really some nice of the, to each other. I get it. Yeah, just from some of the stuff that you know, there's a lot of pine, a lot of. Uh, you got some French fries. They throw some gravy on it. Yeah, yeah a lot of Putin. Right. <laughs> there's no Putin, but <laughs> not, none that I saw. <laughs> but it, it it's just weird. It's um the the big <laughs> kicker is, and I'm gonna give this a thumbs down. Oh. 
I didn't see that coming so, at all. Yeah, uh, it's not a didn't bad. From you like playing? No, no. <laughs> it's not a bad Review game. Over. If, really? Because it sounds like you're describing a bad game. Yeah, though. it's not bad. It's just lack of polish. Mm-hmm. It it can be entertaining for some people, but it's not an experience that's um, that's Stop. for me, and it's not an experience that's worth the price tag. That's the big thing. That's the main reason why this is get a thumbs down. Oh, is bucks, that uh, it's twenty bucks. Oh, that's 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 a bit that's, much for that is high when you're going up against games that were phenomenal last year, which I still can't remember what it's called, and that was free. And that that story had me the writing, it was just such a simple story with very simple writing. This one's a much bigger, more grandiose sort of there's a big giant conspiracy with this corporation type of story, but the writing it's like it's like eh, alright. It's kinda of funny, it's kinda of not sometimes. I'm kinda of brought down to hear that. I love a good puzzle game and the fact that this one fell so flat because yeah. uh, it sounded like they had more ambition their their reach um damn what's the what's the expression their reach surpasses grasp yeah. or their grasp they were they were one of the other they were out of their goddamn minds that's the expression <laughs> uh it sounds like they just like tried to fly too close to the sun they, they pulled a play out. I there. I think they still gave a pretty good effort they just needed that extra time to put in the polish they probably ran out of budget but, just didn't make it yeah. good. The voice acting was actually surprisingly <laughs> good. So, All right, well, you got your high, you get, they hired acting. Keith David, man. That's what you, you pay. Keith you get David, baby. I love him in Rick and Morty, by the way. Keith David as yeah. the president. Yeah, it's so good. I'm like, <laughs> you, you know it right away. I mean, the people that know, no. Oh, absolutely. I mean? like, we need to provide Rick and Morty everything they need to get swifted. That's it. <laughs> Shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the game, the, the game is called Unforeseen Incidents. It's available now on Steam. It's on Steam, good old games, uh, Humble, uh, Humble Store. Uh, it's on the Mac App Store, and you can buy directly from the developers. Covering the spectrum. Okay. If you are going to buy this, which I don't recommend because I gave it a thumbs down, get it directly from the developers, please. All right. Because they they deserve as much money as they can get. Yes, you sound like you're so in favor of them and their efforts. Mm. This is their first Better game. Luck next time. For a first game effort, yes, this is very impressive. Okay, all right. I, I, I want well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write them and see if we can get the DLC just for you, where you go to the concierge <laughs> and you can ask him all these questions and fix his TV, or you can just like hit him with a brick, take the money from his wallet, go to the movies, and avoid all of this stuff. Yeah, that'll help everything. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Um, we all got to check out Amazon Video's latest, well, not latest, one of the latest originals <laughs> called Forever, starring Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph, two of the, uh, I think, better known SNL alums mm-hmm. who done some phenomenal work, in my opinion. I, I love Maya Rudolph's everything. Yeah, and she Armisen, was in a band he's not, like, in the talking 90s real close. that I really liked, a band called The Rentals. I didn't know that until, like, recently. I'm like, oh, she really? was in that? Yeah, I I, that's cool. dude, you, yeah, you just taught me something. Yeah, I did not she's know a great uh, a singer, too. She does uh, that Prince cover band. I remember when, when Prince passed away. It was called Princess, mm-hmm. and she was doing shows and stuff. I think they even oh. came to Boston. I didn't see when they came through. But, yeah, she's really? a great singer yeah. and performer. Damn. Awesome. All right, Her, well, not just funny. And she's she's she she does it all. Her mother is a really famous singer. I can't remember her name. It's yeah, Minnie Ripperton. Yeah. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Minnie, I know Minnie. Minnie uh, that, that, uh, I can't speak. Yeah. Why? Are you? <laughs> it's yep. easy because you're oh. beautiful. Can anyone do it? <laughs> As I was winding up too, like, <laughs> no, yeah. not gonna, not gonna embarrass myself oh, tonight. All right, we'll leave that to Johnny before we have to yep. pay our royalties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot we're being brought. They're gonna come to my my fifty dollar bank account. All right, moving on. Um, no, we're talking about Forever. This is a series on um, Amazon Video, starring Armisen, uh, starring Maya Rudolph, uh, Catherine Keener's in here. Mm-hmm. Catherine Keener's surprise great, people yeah. that pop up out of nowhere, and the trailers were very misleading. Um, real quick, before I go into what the show is actually about, can you guys recount those of you that watched the trailers? Lilith. Sorry. No, I'm not messing with you. Um, those of you that watched the trailers, uh, what you got from. Or at least what you thought the show might have been. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch Really? Yeah. Oh, you're killing me. Tom? I did watch the trailer. Okay, what did you think the show <laughs> was going to be from the trailer? Since we're alone in this. It, it seemed like it. they set it up to be like, here is this average American family mm-hmm. who then all of a sudden something happens and they break out of their mundane routine and way of life and they go crazy and 
wind up in situations where they have to start killing people. Yeah, I got that too. It fe- it felt like they're they're just a generic couple until they decide we're gonna set we're gonna set them on, on fire because you know just because because it'll change up the routine. Yeah. It was this or shuffleboard <laughs> night. I think we made the right decision. And there are a few very major plot points that just weren't even addressed at all by the trailer. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, it's, uh, it, that. it's interesting. But I feel like I would have been more interested in seeing it had I known exactly where it goes. Now, the way they sold it is, oh, a generic couple, and, you know, maybe they, maybe they get a little murderous. You never know. <laughs> um, the way I sold it once I actually saw this sucker, um, actually, friend of the show, Chloe Cunha, uh, she's a comic who um, I was talking to uh, about this show, and I described it as, okay, um, Portlandia meets Beetlejuice. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> that sounds and awesome. Yeah. yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, that right there is is the way you get butts in the seats. Not because of Portlandia, though. Well, I mean, you gotta. Beetlejuice you gotta... is so good that Portlandia can get stuck <laughs> onto it and still be awesome. Hey, okay, well, Man. you gotta have a hook somehow. <laughs> um, but no, it's like it's like an interesting combo. What it gets down to is um, this is a, this is a this is a married couple who are together till death do they part, or so we think. Then they die, and they're still together. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that—that's that, that, a bit of—that's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's something you need to know because it takes place like right away, and it's like the crux of the show. These two are dead, mm. and the way they paint the afterlife is one of the most interesting fa- uh, facets of the show. Like I thought, everything they did was really clever. They're in this town. There's a fountain that like fuels all these dead people. They still exist in the waking living world, but they're just like slightly out of phase. Yeah, you know, so they can still. Yeah, like the handbook for the recently deceased. Handbook yeah. for the recently deceased. <laughs> deceased. Deceased. <laughs> All right. So, um, I I enjoyed this. I'll go into uh, why in a little bit. But y'all want to tell me um, your impressions of Forever? Well, I really like what you said earlier about Fred Armisen giving like Uncanny Valley. The way that he talks, it's it's almost like a robot that's come to life. He's like, well, I'll make you an omelet because if I make you a very special omelet, then you'll love me because I'm a good husband. Yeah, he's just weird. I remember watching him on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and it was like so uncomfortable because he had nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the few interview news where I was like, this is really kind of straining. Well, he's playing a character? Is that is that just like him playing that I same awkward guy? I think that was guy? just him. And then, like, I mean, he made a few jokes are really dry and everything like that and i think he's kind of a weirder guy but like i i also hear like in relationships too that have that have failed in the past like he's just a weird awkward guy like he's not yeah. not good in like a oh, interpersonal man. stuff i mean he's 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 great for what he does and i do like Portlandia and i like him oh, on damn. screen but he just for some reason he just gives me that weird like I picture talking to him, I guess, is what it is. And then I picture the awkwardness in it. <laughs> Not that I'll ever be in that situation. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Well, Adam having like these nightmares about, okay, I, I, I can't talk to Fred Armisen, man. I, I, I can't <laughs> yeah, do it again. I can't reassure him again. Yeah, yeah. It's the least of my worries right now. Just in bed like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. No, it's okay. Don't touch it. Oh, I'll get another one. <laughs> no, but I like show. I like any sort of weird kind of uh, thing that has to like paints a, a unique look at the afterlife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's like Bill and Ted <laughs> or anything. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we got totally lied to by our album covers, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But th- yes, it is. You're. It's it's like normal life, just slightly left. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it gives it kind of. It's just this eerie type vibe to it yeah, yeah. I, de- I definitely appreciate that too uh, it took some interesting turns and i i've i've always liked um depictions of the afterlife that show there's some twist to it mm-hmm. yeah you know i mentioned beetlejuice i love the yeah. whole concept of uh, and i'll go to the beetlejuice cartoon because they expanded more on it you know they had the neither world where show, people yeah. live it was enjoyable as hell yeah i um, watched the uh the intro to that the, the theme song that <laughs> i youtubed it the other day for some reason it's funny we brought it up <laughs> just out of the blue yeah just out of the blue i swear i was like because yeah. somebody who saw like a clip of him like i gotta watch that because yeah, it's badass yeah. it's a great show it's really good beetlejuice, beetlejuice. <laughs> like, yeah. like yes by the way my fave my favorite danny elfman score, are going my favorite danny elfman score of all time too is uh the beetlejuice oh man one. danny elfman i don't know he's done so much beyond oingo boingo <laughs> I can't go back and listen. Yeah, he's made a career for himself. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a future in this business, kid. Well, speaking of Fred Armisen, that's what happens when you make friends with weird people. He and Tim Burton. Um, yeah. yeah. Found it. Uh, damn, I had, a, I had an actual point. To, oh, uh, depictions of uh, the afterlife in mm-hmm. weird ways. Like, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice was awesome. And they fleshed out the actual afterlife 
So these different characters affect the world in different ways, and they've got, they've got their own dynamic in society. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this neighbor Jacques who's this skeleton who's still like obsessed with physical fitness. I'm like, damn, you ain't got no you ain't got no flesh on you. What you working on? Yeah, but also shows like uh, Dead Like Me. Yeah, is one that I really enjoyed. It's mm-hmm. like after you die, um, depending on when you die and how you die, you might end up in some kind of civil service. You know, it's it's just a, it's just a hard fact. And what really sucked <laughs> is, depending on how you die as well, that's how you have to fulfill your uh, your your you know community service on the chain gang there. So in that show that took place in like 2008, they had folks who died in the Black Plague that are still trying to <laughs> like complete their quotas before they can move on. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's like, it's like, but but that's interesting though. You know, yeah, it's like no, stuff it's, like that is weird and clever. It's just funny. Yeah, it's 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 original. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Which is you got to reward that in some way. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any of those uh, of those choice uh, mediums, medias for unique after? Yeah, after licensing. Uh, I put them on the spot. Off the top yeah. of my head. <laughs> oh, I said the good the good life. That's a new show, right? That's the good life. That's actually, kind of doing yeah. a unique kind of look too. Yeah. Anything with Ted dancing in is kind of been a weird that, afterlife. That one's screwed <laughs> up though, because it's like it's like well, hell doesn't. Really look the way you thought it might, doesn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. right. I love all the boardrooms and everything. Yeah. Because I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> I think I think we're already there. Yeah, probably. Yep. Um, there was a book, um, Chuck Palahniuk's. Chuck Palahniuk. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's um, uh, Damned. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's a great Damned. Uh, it's basically uh, The Breakfast as... Club in hell. Kind of. I was disappointed yeah. with that because I read the whole damn thing yeah. and I realized I'm on like the second last chapter. I'm waiting for the book to start. And uh, the whole thing is just like, is written like the no intro yeah. to the story really. that, no you know, you're waiting to get to. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm almost done with this and we haven't gotten there yet. Oh my God, that was the book. Yeah. It's kind of like his book, um, Snuff. I don't know if you ever read that one. I, re- I, I, like- I, I liked Snuff and then I finished Puberty. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, it's I like five characters stuff. waiting around to set the the gangbang record. Yeah, but it just it, it ended on such a gross note. He's a gross guy. And to anyone who hasn't read the book, I don't mean gross as in oh, you know, porn is. Ugh. I mean just like Cronenberg. Yeah, gross. Yeah, and completely out of the blue. Yeah. Um, also, for damn, the premise was hell is uh is is a is a, is a telemarketing call center. Yeah, <laughs> but basically everyone goes to hell. Yes. Everybody. Like, oh, I, I jaywalked when I was 14. Yeah, yeah, it's hell. Yeah. So, <laughs> so everyone's in hell. And it's just it's just a funny thing, you know? All right, yeah. So those depictions have always been interesting to me. And they do what I think is a really good job in forever. Um, I was really weirded out by Armisen, too, for mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of it. I'm not going to lie. But I also was more sympathetic to him when other characters are introduced. And his best friend hates him. Yeah. Um, the next door neighbor who is uh, Catherine Keener. Wonderful actress. I love yes. almost everything she's done. Bugged the crap out of me in Death of Smoochie, though, which is a great movie, and I, I love the movie. Smoochie, yeah. I'm like, lady, what is Ro- your Robin problem? Williams, I think. What's up? I think it's my favorite Robin Williams movie. Death of Smoochie, really? Smoochie, yeah. Oh, man. It's so funny. Yeah. Not even Good Standing Morning Vietnam. Atlanta, man. It's weird. But that was... It's All right. Up, it's a messed up movie, for sure. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, but the thing about Forever is I liked this show, and I didn't think I would. I almost gave it yeah. a thumbs down going through because every episode kind of it brings you to a good place and then like leaves you like flat where it's like they'll take a turn or something will happen mm-hmm. that'll like remove the good karma that it kind of builds up when you see something that you're really enjoying. Yeah. You know, and the saving grace for me uh, wasn't even, um, wasn't even, didn't even, didn't even involve uh, uh, Rudolph and Armisen. It was this weird side story that I thought was going to be the direction of the show from there on. And uh, I, I watched the entire thing. I don't know if you guys have gotten to that point yet. But there's a side story with a couple of different characters, mm-hmm. a couple of realtors. Yeah. Yep. You, you caught that? I, yeah, I saw the first one, the first episode that's about them, but mm-hmm. not the second one. Okay. Uh, it just takes a complete departure, and you find out, you, you like get invested in their story, and I'm like, this is very different. Mm-hmm. And I like this. I like this dynamic. It's really enjoyable. And then it ends on a note that just, like, just, mm. just crushed me. Yeah. I really hurt myself right there. <laughs> I, I yeah I was, it's radio it's radio most of y'all can't see that but i punched myself in the chest a little too hard oh. and um, he collapsed his lung yeah. Yeah, it was that touching him. um but no that's a, that was actually the saving grace for me because as much as that was just like a gut punch 
it gave the show a different dynamic and they're definitely trying to do a season two mm-hmm. it ends on a note of yeah we're all, we're pushing a season two but if in some odd chance we don't it's an interesting um open-ended like really obtuse note to go out on mm. uh the way they ended um uh, uh this season so you know what if they do do a season two i think i'd definitely check it out i've been talking a lot you all have been silent you caught this show too i want to get your well, i didn't finish it so i can't really speak on sure you can wanna, man what are you what did you want to go or like well, it, it's it's definitely getting captivated and i am gonna finish it so i think that's saying enough right. about how i how i view it it's like oh i watched a few episodes you just want to stare I, I more watch in fred armison's eyes man. that's what you want to do <laughs> <laughs> the cyborg eyes of his uh, there's life no life behind them <laughs> no i mean there's so many talented people in the show and that yeah. just kind of pop up and that's it's always a pleasure to watch you know great comedians feeding off each yeah. other like ababa so day pops up out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that special individual. You may remember him from such prestigious roles as the obnoxious Dean in Red Man and Method Man's How High. How high, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, I He's was got a great career, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm surprised no one's brought up RoboCop yet because he stops by. Ah, uh, it's it it takes some interesting twists. Tell us about that, Lulu. Well, I, I, I've only watched five of the eight episodes, um, and I will say they're only 30 minutes. I was like, oh, I can plow through this. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. The characters are, you really kind of go through empathizing with them and then getting frustrated with them and kind of like going in this cycle of understanding where they're coming from and then just like hating that they're not doing what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. That was my experience. So after every episode i had to kind of take a little bit of a break because it was much more emotional than i anticipated but it was very rewarding i am excited to finish it and i also hope just from what i've seen so far that there will be a season two Mm -hmm. uh but yeah when um oh now i can't remember his his Uh, peter weller peter weller thank you when he shows up bonsai himself bonsai himself i almost said fred dreyer and i'm like no wrong 80s cop I almost said Paul Walker. I was like, that's way <laughs> well, He's there too, somewhere in hell, I think. <laughs> oh. Oh, it was a joke. He's oh, a good old boy. Dear. Paul's fine. Wow, His fans wow. are going to blow the show up. Uh, but yeah, when when he showed up, that was really exciting. Uh, yeah, he showed Peter up. Weller, they, they blew him. They blew him with shotguns. It was a real, real choice. <laughs> he shoots chose. a guy in a dick. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would have been an effective way to keep them in the underworld. It's yeah. Like, it's like, look, I got to get back. Boom. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go back and get some ice. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, okay, the show. Okay, so I'm giving it a thumbs up. Uh, proper, proper. Myself as well. All right. Yeah. Adam? Uh, yeah. Three thumbs up all around. And that was, uh, mind you, I do want to emphasize, I was on the line for a while. So mm-hmm. if you're into it, it is one that you may be kind of a slog to get through. But definitely, um, I think the side story is, is what really sold it for me. Yeah. Yeah. It got emotional. Got, you know, I got really didn't like the uh, end of the first episode. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. And then like immediately at the beginning of the second episode, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. So it, uh, I agree. It, there are parts that are a little bit of a slog, but worth it. Mm. And I especially want to, I especially appreciate how his best friend is uh, this teenage kid. Yeah. Uh, who's actually a, 50, a really, really horny 58 year old man. But he's a really horny 58-year-old man because he died when he was a teenage kid and never, like, lived life. In the 70s. In the 70s. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, hey, man, you you got some weed? You know, I can, they're like, oh, well, I didn't have a card, but, you know, I mean, I can ask the neighbor. It's like, what do you, what, huh, what? Like, yeah, it's legal now. You didn't know? He's like, what? No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so some, some of it's really good. Um, the show is called Forever. It's available now on uh, Amazon Video. Um, I should check it out. We should check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Prime video, doing big things. Absolutely. All right. With the TV stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dude. But I, 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 I want to get y'all back on Electric Dreams. I want to I wanna, I wanna have a back and forth. All right. Let's mm-hmm. do it. To the Prime Show. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's called Doki Doki Literature Club. Doki Doki. Oh, <laughs> that was the game from before that I said is uh, significantly up, better. It was, it was <laughs> totally worth the 45-minute wait. Thank you, John. Yeah. All right. Doki Doki Literature Club is, is a better alternative. Then unforeseen incident. All right. And what Johnny really wants to promote is Grim Fandango. You can get it now. It's it. Overrated. <laughs> oh, you're going to get lettuce, man. All right. This has been the Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled show. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. I want to thank Little Beast. Thank you so much. I want to thank Just Johnny. You. I want to thank Turkey. T- 
and Turkey Tom. <laughs> yeah. And I want to thank you, Austin listeners, for joining us. If you were just listening on WMFRadio.com, you can also check us out at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. Also, if you uh, find us on iTunes, you can subscribe there, leave us a review, hit us up, get five stars. Come on, man. Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, also, we're on SoundCloud. We are on Fans FM. You can find us on Facebook slash the geek down find us on twitter at, at the geek down we are all over the internet look for the instagram for all the freshest cosplay pics and as always you can go to geek-down.com for all that goodness if you want to hit us up for about anything you saw on the show tonight maybe you saw forever maybe you want to give maybe you want to rap with us about the predator all that good stuff hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and until next week we'll find you right here monday nights on wmf radio same bat time same bat channel but until then, be excellent to each other. www.uglyduckstudios.com If you ready, that's on you. Are you a band or artist in need of an hourly rehearsal space? We have what you need. Here at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts, we have a back line of drums, amps, 32-channel PA, and most of the gear you will need to get your show on the road. Our stage lighting and pleasant atmosphere makes for the perfect place for any artist to get creative, and you will love our competitive prices. So call Mary Lee at 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com. Come rock out with us at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts. Call 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com and book your time slot today. Before I became a patient of Temesco Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live pain-free. Temesco Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief. I just called the number on their website and a Temesco Wellness specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a low-dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temesco Wellness from seed to display. And we apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry. Temesco Wellness took Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Temesco Wellness, quality cannabis for a better quality of life.